All right, so it's time to talk about a guy that I think everyone is sick of hearing about and talking about. And that's going to be Mr. Tom Brady. Mr. 4,633 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions at... How old is this man? He's 44. Goat. Goat status. So, going to start it off here. Um, He's the QB8 in 2020. First year in the Bruce Arians offense. Uh, The rumors were they were going to let... Brady throw it around like he let Jameis. And that's basically what we saw. Uh, Through the first eight games, Tom Brady actually was a QB5 in fantasy. Uh, The only quarterbacks ahead of him were Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Now, through the final eight games, he was actually a QB9. Slid in four, uh, four spots lower. And he had uh, Kyler Murray, uh, <clears throat> Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers all in front of him. So it's when you hear people talk about how the offense wasn't really meshing early on in the season, it's interesting to see how Brady actually ended up uh, slipping in the fantasy finishes but he actually did play better he was uh 20 touchdowns and eight interceptions through eight games and then 20 touchdowns and four interceptions through the final eight uh he had 10 touchdowns and three interceptions in the playoffs and then also in the regular season he got three touchdowns now i talk a lot about how um fancy quarterbacks and running they really dominate the league right now and tom brady He's not a guy you're really going to see out there running right now. But there's something the Bucks added that is going to unlock this offense next year. And do you want to know what that is? It's a little guy named Gio Bernard. Giovanni Bernard, since 2013, has 342 receptions, 2,000 yards, and 11 touchdowns. He's third in the NFL since 2013 in receptions at the running back position behind Le'Veon Bell and a good friend of Mr. Brady, James White. James White. And then let's look at this. Since 2018, Tom Brady leads in targeting running backs. Since 2018, he's leading in targeting running backs. And Gio Bernard is a piece that I think is going to fit in so well with this offense and really going to give Brady um, just full reign of what's happening here. The Bucks last season were the worst in drop rate at the running back position. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are not the guys who are going to get it done. And we have seen Gio Bernard, even in some capacity, be a running back and play out of the backfield. But where he's really going to be dynamic is if the Buccaneers can get him out in space and get some yards after the catch. I think that provides a little bit of a boost to Brady's floor when you look at his lack of a rushing floor. So... I th- I think this Bucks offense, you know, I brought up Mike Evans already, and I think this offense is going to run really well, 
and grabbing a guy like Tom Brady late in the drafts right now. I don't know why he's always so disrespected. Well, because but... they're drafting Tom Brady at his, they're drafting him at his ceiling, or really at his floor, because right. he can. You look at the age, you're like, it's going to fall off eventually. Um, don't think this is going to be the year, but you don't want to put your faith in in Tom Brady the year that it does fall apart. And so, honestly, I think that's why that's why he does stay in that same range. He was around the same range um, even last year, you know? And so... He's always in this range. I feel like no one ever looks at Tom Brady as a top-tier quarterback. Yeah, I'm going, and I, they have the benefit of not winning the division last year, too, where they're not playing a first-place schedule. So looking at their schedule, it's not very daunting, especially for a team that's returning all 22 starters from the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl team. So I, I would expect Tom Brady to outperform his ADP at this time. Um, I just, if I was drafting Tom Brady, I'm not exactly sure if he would be the only quarterback on my roster. Well, and that's the thing. You're getting him in around the seventh round, so he doesn't have to be the only quarterback you can get. You know, Matt Stafford's currently going behind him along with Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. Ryan Tannehill also going after him. These are guys who you could easily slide in as your backup, and then even if you want to go as late and take a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance, those options are also going to be available for for you on the board when you know that Tom Brady is going to be able to get you're going to be able to get what you need out of Tom Brady, one, to get a win, and two, to hold you over until a guy like Fields or Lance do come out. Yeah, uh, that's not a bad idea either. And again, I think with their schedule, you know, they start off uh, playing Dallas and then Atlanta after that before they play the Rams and the Patriots. I think that you are going to get the first couple of weeks of Tom Brady kind of rolling. You would expect them to be 2-0. and going into that Rams game, and then you want to get ready for what's next to offer at that point. So I, I definitely do think if you wanted to take one of these rookie quarterbacks late, then I would definitely target Tom Brady right away and uh, see if you can get uh, get a rookie quarterback um, later in the season who can kind of carry you the rest of the way. Well, just so you have an idea here, here are, <clears throat> here are guys who you can get around Tom Brady if you choose to avoid the quarterback in the seventh round you could have a guy like chase claypool Mm -hmm. how about t higgins Mm -hmm. zach moss leonard fournette and you're a homer here so this is unfair but devonta smith is right after him um yeah, I just I I'd say this is a point where I would definitely feel comfortable grabbing a a quarterback, especially if my roster allows it. If I could link up Tom Brady and Mike Evans, which is something I've done in mock drafts this season, I would go for it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there, especially uh, if you do have Evans and Godwin. It's not a bad idea to kind of pivot your your strategy here and and, and look for Tom Brady to you know complete that stack there. Hayden Hurst, the forgotten man through all of this Falcons change with Arthur Smith and Kyle Pitts and Julio Jones being traded. But 
you know, we have an old reliable here. Um, I'd say old as in he's only <laughs> in his second season with this team. But I think that's very important for tight ends um, in general. Hayden Hurst had 56 catches for 571 yards and six touchdowns, about 10.2 yards per catch last year on 88 targets, which you definitely like there. Um, they were look, Matt Ryan was looking for him when they were down. Um, he ran a lot of routes. He was on the field a lot. Um, unfortunately, the ball just didn't make it his way until kind of the second half of the season. But he still finished at the tight end nine here. Um, and I wouldn't sleep on his production. Um, I think, again, those 88 targets really show me that, you know, Matt Ryan was looking to get to him. And, you know, the front office traded a second-round pick to acquire him. So it's not like they're just throwing that away here. And Julio's, you know, vacated targets, I believe, um, 88 or 68, excuse me. Julio Jones has had some of those vacated targets. So Hayden Hurst, you would expect him to take a a little bit of a jump here. Kyle Pitts is not going to eat up all of that work. Um, I would say it's part of Arthur Smith's uh, system that he's bringing over here. 38% of his play calls came from two tight end sets. So it shows why they drafted Kyle Pitts. They didn't draft Kyle Pitts to replace Hayden Hurst. I think they're going to be out there in tandem. And that has just been all the more true since they've trade Julio, just traded Julio Jones away. I think that you will see Kyle Pitts be moved a little bit outside with Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley. And I think Hayden Hurst is going to flourish in the second year as being the full-time tight end for this team. I absolutely agree with that. Um I don't have the numbers in front of me, unfortunately, but we've talked about the rookie tight ends and their inability to break out in their first year. Very few of them do. Jeremy Shockey has one of the best years on record for a rookie tight end. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts is a different breed. He's going to probably play a lot more outside, like you mentioned, and have Hayden Hurst on the line as an actual tight end. Uh, with that, I feel like there's plenty of room for Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst to slot in and be productive in this offense. Uh, Russell Gage will obviously get a little bit of the work, but Julio had a lot of vacated tar- or Julio had a lot of targets that have been vacated from this offense. Now I fully believe that they can divide those amongst Pitts and Hurst while Hurst still has a very solid season as a tight end tight end positions, volatile in fantasy as we know. So for him to have, uh, some maybe not weak, weak winning performances, but consistently good weeks for your team. I think that's hard to find in the tight end landscape currently. Yeah, if if you punted on the tight end position, which after you see the big three go, you're starting to get a little, a little, uh, a little sketchy there in terms of uh, tight ends that have question marks. Even starting at tight end four with Mark Andrews and T.J. Hawkinson, that is that group. So. I think if you do end up punting on tight end and stack your roster around, and let's say you've took you've taken a guy like Tyler Higby or Jonu Smith or Eric Ebron or someone like that, then why not with your you know last pick because you can get him for pennies at this point. He's going undrafted in a lot of leagues, and so why not just take another shot on Hayden Hurst in an offense that you know is going to have to throw a lot to keep up? Uh, they've lost the 
you know, they lost Julio Jones, who's all reliable. Calvin really is going to see a lot more attention this year now that he is the number one receiver on this team. Their defense is still bad, so again, they're going to throw a lot to keep up. And you're not sure if Kyle Pitts is going to grasp this offense and, you know, life in the NFL right away. I know that's your boy from Florida, but let's be honest, you know, like there's, you you name this you name the uh, the track record of first year tight ends and so all that to say that Hayden Hurst can probably be pretty productive for you if uh, like relative to where you draft him if you draft him at all right uh, the, you know the guys you're looking at getting in drafts here I mean just at the end of drafts one of the last tight ends going off the board is Gerald Everett as you mentioned uh, Jared Cook and Adam Troutman are right there along with Irv Smith. All of them really just question marks and guys you're hoping to pan out. Troutman has the upside based on the vacated targets in New Orleans, but that's an offense you really don't know if you can trust. Uh, Russ, hey, Russ is Russ. You don't know if you want to trust a Seattle tight end right now. And Jericho, he's in the Chargers offense. I think I'm kind of steering clear of him, to be honest, as well. So why not take a guy, uh, take a chance on a guy like Hayden Hurst, who knows this offense and uh, is involved with a coach who, as you mentioned, is favorable. Uh, he favors two tight end sets. Yeah, I'm looking at him too as going into year three or year four. That is right, I believe, because they had now. Uh, Falcons, they've denied his fifth-year option, so he is playing for a contract. You know how much I love contract year guys, so he's he's looking to uh, get paid, if not with the Falcons, then uh, elsewhere in the league, and he is a young upcoming tight end that if he shows a good amount of prominence, then he will be a hot commodity on the market next year, so you do like to see that. Again, going back to the Matt Ryan um, discussion that we've had on a previous episode, I just think that they are going to have to throw the ball a lot. And Arthur Smith's, um, you know, I know he had Derrick Henry. He'd like to run it with Mike Davis, but I don't, I don't necessarily see Mike Davis as being the bell cow for them. And so uh, I think Matt Ryan, it's going to be on the arms of, of him um, and Hayden Hurst kind of getting that connection going and really showing some chemistry. 